Welcome to the Veterans for Peace Radio Hour and Podcast on Radio Free Nashville 107.1 and 103.7 and streaming live at RadioFreeNashville.org. When they actually invaded Iraq, I, I really never thought it would happen. And I was absolutely devastated. And my husband said, well, why don't you try writing a song? And it turned out I started writing songs and the people that heard them seemed to quite like them and the message. And I felt at the time that I was writing letters to the editor. I was doing all of these things, but I didn't feel that you could get your message across very well. And so I felt that I perhaps could get more of a message across if I could somehow squeeze all, get all of the words in there and make my point. That was Janet Bates, singer, songwriter, and activist. And we will hear more from Janet as we have a musical show for a change. But first, my name is Jim Walgamuth, and I'm here with fellow Vietnam veteran Harvey Bennett. We're members of Veterans for Peace. Veterans for Peace is an international organization of military veterans and allies whose collective efforts are to build a culture of peace, humanity, equality, and justice. Just go to veteransforpeace.org. This radio show and podcast is on stations across the country, thanks to the Pacifica Radio Network. So today we're going to change things up. We have not profiled a musical guest for a long time. Today, we're going to break that trend, and we're pleased to have Janet Bates, songwriter, singer, social activist. On one of the reviews, they considered her politically astute, a phenomenal talent with golden gift from musicianship to help make a difference in the world. Uh, I know Harvey and I have become familiar with Janet during our interview with Cindy Peister, who recommended Janet's Canary in the Coal Mine to finish her show. So with that, we were grateful to get uh, to reach out to Janet and to have her come on because she's got a wonderful series of songs that are so important. They send a message of of peace, harmony, etc. So, Janet, what else would you like the audience to know about you? And then we'll get going. I am um, I'm a Canadian. I lived in the U.S. for 13 years, and uh, it was during that time that all of all of these songs were written. Uh, we moved in 1997. My husband and I are physicians, and we wanted to live by the ocean. And there's more of that in the United States than there is in Canada. So um, I wasn't really very political. I've, I've always sang. Um, I had never written a song until any of this started. I guess perhaps like a lot of things, it all started with September the 11th. I watched the events. I watched them closely. I actually hadn't watched TV in years, but I sat and watched it all. And when very quickly they were starting to head off to war in Afghanistan. I, I was terrified. I was just horrified that that's what they were doing. But yet I felt extremely alone. I felt like the level of patriotism was palpable. It was everywhere. It was how many American flags you could have on you, you know, in those, um, in that period of time. And so I, I struggled with the invasion of Afghanistan, but I'd really never spoken out against things before. And then I, I started to hear inklings of Iraq and they, they started talking about it very early, but they didn't really bring it into the mainstream, you know, until I guess into 2002. And then the drum beats really started. And I just was struggling with myself that, that you know, but I it was so hard to say anything against the war. So I went to a Martin Luther King rally, my fair, first one in 2001. I just picked up a, a, um, a brochure and the first words on the brochure were, um, there comes a time when silence is betrayal. And that time has come for us with regards to Vietnam. That was, of course, his Riverside speech. And I was uh, that just that's all it took for me. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I just went home from that rally to the small town of Bandon, Oregon, and and I started organizing rallies, which I just assumed this was pretty straightforward. There was nobody that was supporting this war. That's how naive I was. <laughs> so I started, this was the first real rally they'd had in Bandon. And I went to City Hall and I applied. I just kind of jumped ahead and, you know, I, I kind of got directed towards groups of people that might be in support of this. And so we, we organized our first rally and and then, you know, we had um, there was one in February, you know, where there was 
15 million people protesting all over the world. And we were out there that day too. And um, so when the, when they actually invaded Iraq, I, I really never thought it would happen. And I was absolutely devastated. And my husband said, well, why don't you try writing a song? And so I thought, well, I don't really even know all that much about music so <laughs> or poetry. So um, he said, well, just, you know, play some tunes and, you know, and it turned out I started writing songs and the people that heard them seemed to quite like them and the message. And I, I felt at the time that I was writing letters to the editor. I was doing all of these things, but I, I didn't feel that you could get your message across very well. And so I felt that I perhaps could get more of a message across if I could somehow squeeze all, get all of the words in there and make my point, you know, the punchline, you know, that to make that political point to somebody who might not otherwise think that. So I called it stealth activism. Like, are you out there and you're feeling like me that, that nothing's making sense, that nothing's as it should be, that you can't believe anything. If you're like that, join me. And it was really a call to action. Um, mm. So that was kind of behind <clears throat> that. Now let's hear calling for you. That's the same time that I decided to join Veterans for Peace. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't say it was because of your song, because I hadn't heard that. But <laughs> it was because of those sentiments and the emotions you were talking about. Yeah. Like most wars, it's a war on children, and normally it's a war on poor. The The rich people are never going to go to war. The, the next song you, talk, you, uh, you recommended to me was American Soldier. That's a song that just came to me. Um, I decided if I was going to be writing music, I needed a better guitar. So I was in a, 
I was waiting for a guitar shop to open. So the war had started and there'd been so much enthusiasm for the war and everybody was egging them on and it was just sick. But we, I was in a cafe waiting for a store to open and I was reading a newspaper and everybody was drinking their lattes and everything. In the newspaper, there was a picture of a, of a Marine and he, there's, he was, he's just the toughest looking, you know, his head is shaved and he just, and, he, and he's crying. And so I, the article basically was about, he had just buried three of his, mm -hmm. his colleagues. And I, I was just so taken by how somebody so tough could be, look so weak. And then looking around at all these people and it was like, you know, they cheered all this on and now they're just kind of getting on with their lives, you know, yet there's these guys here who have been, revved up to go and do this thing and they're suffering and everybody else is just getting on with their lives so that's what i wrote american soldier <laughs> all right well let's let's take a listen okay you stood out in a way it really was your day you were going to watch till I could watch no more and the crowd was blinded by the light what they saw they saw in black and white American soldier Then the stories would return The battles you had won Out there in the sun But so much was being left unsaid Only whispered in the dark Or played on song
the opening chords of Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was that was a perfect yeah. way to end it. Um, so from there, uh, well, first of all, I've got a got a beautiful voice. So you weren't a singer songwriter until after nine eleven when you decided this is maybe what I need to do to get my word across. Yeah. I know I sang in high school. I, you know, everybody said I sounded a bit like Joan Baez, but yeah, I never really had written anything. And I really never felt that I could do anything with music unless I'd written it. <laughs> so uh, the, the next song recommended was women in black. Women in Black is is an international group. And apparently it started in, uh, in Israel at the wall, the Palestinian women, and the Israeli women would dress in black on either side of the wall and they would do a silent protest where they would stand for a period of time just to mourn the loss of the dead. And um, so some of these uh, during the Iraq war were starting up. And so um, a group of us from Bandon decided to join and we, we went up to the next town to stand there in silence. And then eventually we we started our own and, and it became a, a huge, in fact, this is kind of how the Bandon Veterans for Peace got started. But the song I wrote while I was standing there in silence in the pouring rain with a group of people I didn't know, thinking that somehow I knew them better than almost anyone, because who else would do this? <laughs> you know, there's you know people who feel that strongly. I knew there was a common bond. So we started doing this every Friday in band and it was on the corner of two highways. And while we started with just women, we eventually started to attract a lot of Vietnam veterans who were, who were feeling probably like you were feeling as the Iraq war and all of this. I know so many people who it really brought back a lot for them. And so they started joining us. And then they decided to, to to use another corner and put their signs up of, of you know veterans for peace. But on the other corner, there was a lot of veterans set up uh, for the war. So it, it actually became quite a town conflict because there'd be all these corners. And it, it went on for a very long time. The, the veterans um, that were supporting the war and then the veterans for peace against the war and... Uh, so in fact, people came and filmed us. It was um, it was quite a thing. But I, I wrote this one shortly after we started. Um, uh, I just talk. You know, it's really a, a protest against death by violence in um, wars. Excellent. So, women in black. I can see a heart grows weary as another child has died. Tomorrow in the fall, the bear lies no fade away. 
So that was women in black. And are those protests still going on? They went actually, uh, I mean, our whole group, sadly, I mean, this is almost 20 years ago. Yeah. A lot of our group have passed on. I, I mean, and some have moved away like I did. But the veterans that were for the war, they they carried it on. <laughs> I remember in Nashville, there was women, a women in black group. And oh, they were, I can't remember, it was a specific day of the week. They would all yep. line up over one of the interstate overpasses. And oh. they would stand there. And I was yeah. just so thrilled to see their fidelity to that, that they yeah. just kept doing it and kept doing it. I just thought they had such a powerful witness just by doing that because it's morning. And it's doing something. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. doing something. Right. So your your next song is Mother's Day. So this song I wrote, it's... um. Being from Canada, you know, we don't know a lot of veterans because there's not as many. But, you know, in the U.S., you do tend to most people know and are familiar with people. I met a woman whose son uh, was in Iraq and um, she was telling me that, you know, how whenever there's some sort of a something that happens, there was this whole routine. You know, you'd hear about an ambush or an IED or something. And she had this whole routine that she would do. There was just this whole set of news that she would take to, her son was a Marine and she would, to find out it wasn't him. And I I couldn't imagine what that must be like for mothers of um, soldiers, because, you know, we did keep hearing about um, ambushes and bombs and all kinds of things. And so I wrote this about that. And, um, you know, there, there is this sense that they, the soldiers went there fighting for American freedom, but we really didn't, they didn't. I mean, it was, there was about so much different and, and to hear, you know, see how Dick Cheney and his Halliburton and all of those things were getting so rich based on this. And yet there are these mothers. Um, so I was, uh, Tom Hartman heard about the song and and so he asked me to come on the show and play it for his, his and he was saying because he thought it was about Cindy Sheehan Cindy Sheehan who was who had the protest at Camp Casey and so I actually went there I went down to Camp Casey uh, with Cindy you know and met up with Cindy Sheehan and um, experienced all of that as well so um, but it, it wasn't formally written about her it was about somebody else but the story was kind of similar yeah and it works and you know it might be about one mother but in in essence it's about all mothers yes you read the news on mother's day and someone else's mother pays you're so relieved that you're a braver today is someone else's grief and turns around no telling who it's laying down those who hold the greatest stakes are lucky just to walk away it's not a game that they can win a grand illusion got them in the winner doesn't play the game but he'll take the prize is just the same Wasn't coming back And now you count your lucky stars But there's an empty bunker next to yours The wheel of fortune turns around No telling who it's laying down Those who hold the greatest stakes Are lucky just to walk away It's not a game that they can win The winner doesn't play the game, but you take the prize is just the same. You read the news on Mother's Day, your stocks in Halliburton pay. You tell the folks down at the bank that you've got your government to thank. The wheel of fortune turns around, no telling who. It's laying 
ones who hold the greatest stakes are lucky just to walk away. It's not a game that they can win, a grand illusion got them in. The winner doesn't play the game, but he'll take the prizes just the same. A soldier in a foreign land, his body lying in the sand. The letters in his pocket say, I love you, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Power, that's so powerful. Well, before we go any further, before I get choked up, where can people get your music? Okay. Well, you can get it anywhere. I mean, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, and any of those places nowadays. Yeah, it's uh So it's 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 everywhere and all you have to do is search Janet Bates. And you've got how many CDs released? I have six. You know, for this one we're concentrating on militarism and the effects of war and effects of militarism, but you talk about many other issues from environment um, and social yeah. issues yeah and yeah. you even talk about um i don't know whether you want me to bring this up but you even talk about your battle with cancer yeah i i i went through a major cancer episode in 2009 and so yeah i have a cd that i wrote about just some of the you know letting go of you know after being through all that so um, and I have one about my dog. <laughs> oh, that, I love <laughs> that song. Dog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love that. God, can I identify with that one? That yeah, Jim, Jim <laughs> is a dog lover. I can tell you. Oh, I, yeah, um, me too. Dogs more than Jim. Yep. All right. We're listening to music from singer-songwriter Janet Bates. So let's get back to it. Uh, farewell to you, Army of One. Well, I have two sons. Uh, they're, you know, well into their 30s now. But um, I guess this song is really about the recruitment uh, process. I, I guess I they we they were at our, you know, our son's high school. And, you know, I was I was so seeing everything in Iraq and I was just seeing how aggressive they were and the stories that they would tell these people, these children, really, and how great it all was. And uh you know, they would have a flight, didn't they have a flight simulator or something like that? And it was just convincing them to go and, and do something that really I, I felt was quite misleading. And the line in, in on this, on this, you know, the big ads was, you know, join me army of one. So this was just a song for, for all the lost soldiers in the wars. And, and really, I, I guess I've always thought that the real reason that they're there and I'm sure you feel the same is, isn't really what you were told that you were going to be doing there. It's, it's, um, you're led to believe something and, um, it, 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 that's not what it turns out to be. Exactly. And I, you know, just quickly before we get to the song, cause it's, it's another powerful song, but, uh, I really think all these promises and, um, what these recruiters, and these advertisers do to young people. And then when the young people actually get there and they see that they've been betrayed, it really lends itself towards the suicide problem that the military, yeah. the military. There's no has way out. Yeah. You know, I have a friend whose son in this time committed suicide before he'd done anything. I think yeah. he just realized that there was no way out. You know, you could go on to become a doctor and there's always a way out. But there wasn't with the military if, if you realize you've made a mistake. Farewell to you, Army of One. Farewell to the soldiers who are not coming home Who went there for reasons that they'll never know They're young and will never grow old And their stories will never be told they were fathers mothers and sons they were lovers and friends to someone each is someone to somebody else each a reason this must come to 
to an end Many hearts are crying tonight But there's too many more that are colder than ice With eyes that are blind to the losses of life How can one life be worth more? How many battles have ever the color of skin or by the class to which you were born in divide up the money distribute the wealth but that all takes soldiers farewell to the soldiers who were not coming home they were sent there for reasons that they When I first heard that song, I uh, had to take a deep breath because I used to work in D.C. right across the street from the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall. And I used to go and visit it. This song really captured my feelings about all those names of all those young people who would never get to grow up like I did, never get to get married like I did never have children like I did and have grandchildren. Yeah. Yes. All the people they left behind. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Your next song is called uh, Refugee. So um, I wrote this in 2003. Um, Angelina Jolie at the time was making um, refugee camps, furthering the cause of refugees, making people more familiar about it. And the thing about refugees, until you really stop and think about it, it's just a word, but it's much deeper than a word. I mean, to not have a country. I mean, there's a lot of things not to have, but to have no country to call home is, is devastating. And when I wrote this, there were 17 million people in the world who were considered refugees. And now there are 90 million, which is three times the population of Canada. <laughs> you know, like that many people. There's so many things that because we have a home, a country, a home, there's something to for us, something. And these people have nothing. And, and they so anyways, I I just tried to imagine what it'd be like to be in a refugee camp as a single mother, which I'm sure mm -hmm. is not an unusual situation there. And I'm sorry my songs are so depressing. There was a band member who said that playing with my band was like being on the deck of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, let's go back to what you said before. You got to try and find a way to get people to listen. And so many times uh, a letter to the editor doesn't grab anybody, you know, people will stop and listen to a song, a harmony, a voice, 
that'll grab them. And then maybe the message can come through. Harvey and I are both children of the 60s. And the music was such an important part of the anti-war movement, the civil rights movement, and on and on. The spirituals that gave uh, the enslaved people the strength to survive it. Yeah. Those people that say you're on the on the uh, on the deck of the Titanic, fine, go just go for it. Well, here's here's refugee. The wind's a little colder. You pull your coat a little closer. Your thoughts are so far away. You know, and I can't help but think about the poor people trying to get from North Africa to Europe. I can't help but think about the mm -hmm. poor people getting from Central America, just just seeking asylum in a disc and what they're nobody wants to leave their home. No, they're forced. Environmental uh, issues are are also um, they They can no longer farm there. They can no longer live there because they've become inhabitable right. uninhabitable yeah hearkening to what cindy peister recommended the canary in the coal mine talking about the environment that's another yeah. song that people can go back and listen to i guess we need to take a moment and recognize the the people that are playing the instruments i know you're playing the guitar but who else is playing oh yeah, well, we've got, it changed a little bit, but my husband is on the banjo in, in some of them and the guitar. Doug Jones does keyboards in there. Tracy Grammer is, um, does a lot of the background vocals. Um, Jim Henry does a lot of the instrumentation. Um, Eric Corey 
is a, is a cello player. He does the cello parts. And uh, those would be some of the main people, I mean, um, in, in the, that are playing. The result was amazing. For sure. The next song is She Sings Her Song. This is actually about the friendship village in Vietnam. So a lot of the fellow, the people that we protested with and we did house concert series, um, there were a few of them who would go back to Vietnam. Um, there was a, a, a village there. It's called the Friendship Village, but it's actually more of a hospital. And there's veterans from four countries who have put the funds together. And you can correct me if any part of this is wrong, but I believe it's Vietnam, United States, Australia, and Germany. And they would fund, a lot of them would fundraise to provide money for this. And these were the children of Agent Orange. So they were children who were born long after the Vietnam mm -hmm. War, but they're living in a place where the dioxins are in the soil and the disease. And I know apparently some American soldiers, their children ended up with some of these diseases, but the diseases are very unusual in medicine. It's not really something that I'd really ever heard of, but it's based on that they, they start off quite, some of them quite normal. And then as they develop, it's their musculature and, and they often don't live much beyond 20. But this song I wrote, um, one of the uh, Vietnam vets that were was lived in Bandit, he would go back and he brought a poem to me there were two girls that he was quite drawn to and she'd written a poem and I just took her poem and, and I guess I, I just wrote the song, although it wasn't really her poem, but she seemed to be talking about really the earth. And I, I wrote this song really imagining um, this young girl suffering from the effects of war. I guess it's a bit metaphorical. There you <laughs> she go. sings her song. She sings her song to the river as it flows. To the ocean and it grows And the streams along the way Join through what she has to say She sings her song To the winter winds that blow Seeds of truth that they be sown Eventually they'll grow One day we'll come to know it Listen to her sing she sings her song to the rain clouds in spring For the hope that they can bring And the harvest of which she sings She can do anything She'll sing her song in the rice fields in the fall But her seeds that now are tall they bend some in the wind So we can listen to her sing And the music flows through you And the music flows through me A gentle autumn breeze My bittersweet, bittersweet Her sweet song is of pain We will feel it all the same For we know we are to blame For sorrow is our shame On a mountain standing tall She sings to the waterfall Tries to wash away the pain Tries to wash away the shame And the music flows through you And the music flows through me A gentle autumn breeze But bittersweet Bittersweet Bitter, bitter That is awful because uh, uh, Veterans for Peace has had a very active program in Vietnam dealing with victims of Agent Orange and some of the uh, testimony and the uh, you know, pictures they brought back of these victims are just gut-wrenching. 
we have to accept our share of the blame for that. You know, how, how can we let that happen? I, I've seen the pictures too, yeah. And then um, we go on to another child. This song just kind of came to me. Um, where it comes from is uh, there were statistics at the time that there were 30,000 children a day die in Africa of, of preventable causes. And I probably got the number too small because it's been a long time, but they were all of dying of, of diseases that, that we could treat. I, I mean, it's, it's because of wars and uh, financial ventures and misadventures. And um, so this, this song was really about children and, and the, and the ones that are like uh, the children in Iraq um, that, that were dying, which, I think in, in a war situation, any war situation, it's often the numbers of children who died either from the war or from all of the side effects of the war. Um, it, it's just something that always needs to be taken into account, I think, when you're starting a war. But it's really, this is all about the children and all of the ways that, you know, we're affecting. Um, well, here's 25,000 children. Deaths go unnoticed each day in, in, in Africa. Another child. Men in their businesses dealing in dollars while paying only pennies for the beans. Buyer farmers' situation on coffee plantations, not in a position to deal. Child is not coming 
another child. So Janet, uh, and we're listening to Janet Bates, singer, songwriter, activist. Do you find writing songs helps you heal from the news, from what's going on? That's that's what I started. You know, that's what started me. I I, I find um, probably like you, you, you hear these things in the news and the amount of pain that you feel because you feel like there's nothing you can do. And so I guess I found it to be an outlet. I felt like if I could just get the words right, get the message, you know, do it all. It 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 somehow made that problem better, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, even though it probably wasn't, but uh, it made, it, it, it helped. It certainly helped to write, write a song about it. That's so powerful, the lyrics. So Janet, you must have a knack for lyrics, for, for poetry, for, you know, did you have any training with that, regard to that or anything or if this just comes to you and if it just comes to you then damn it I'm so envious <laughs> well I always felt like it was they're just gifts you know they just sort of come down one day and somebody would ask me to write a song about a certain thing but it just doesn't happen that way you know it's just uh and I write the music first like I write the music out or, or in my head and then I I just write out what the music sort of seems to tell me to write <laughs> so wow you know so, it's, yeah so are you are you continuing to write are you got new cds in the works or new songs or well actually moving back to canada i guess um there wasn't the same sense of um politics there um yeah so i guess i got away from it i I did um, another one um, a few years ago with Trump's disastrous, you know, treatment of COVID. I actually did a music video um, to that. And the, the sixth CD I put out, um, I think, three years ago. Um, so I guess that's most recent. You know, I think a lot of people um, go through a phase and I, I would write a song twice a week or whatever. And it's just that it kept coming. And then um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I haven't done as much. And I'm. I've just retired from work, so I'm I'm hoping to get back into writing. <laughs> mm -hmm. The best way for people to get to your music is through iTunes or Spotify. Yeah, they can get the they can get they can download the CDs from iTunes. Yeah, yeah or Spotify or Apple Music. Um, but if anybody ever really wanted the CDs, you know, they could always find me on Facebook. Okay, I could somehow get something to somebody. And as far as the lyrics. It is possible now to get a CD, you to download the whole thing, to download the CD, the lyrics, the artwork and everything. So Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything you want to tell us before we get to the last song? I, I am going to uh, Washington, D.C. on the 19th of February to the Rage Against the War Machine rally that's being put on there. Uh, Code Pink is going to be there, whom I totally admire. Because I, I really feel that there needs to be negotiation. I, I know this current war in, in Ukraine is very controversial, but talking has always been so much better than, than weapons. And I, I feel that things have kind of gotten a bit carried away. You have been listening to our conversation with and the music of Janet Bates. And of course, please excuse me for the edits that I needed to do on some of her songs in order to comply with the confines of the radio show. And remember, all her music and the complete version of these songs that you've been listening to is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. So with that, let's finish up. This last song is really about, is really about veterans and a lot of the ones I've known and the kinds of I guess maybe it's my interpretation of what it must like be like to be a veteran and um, having not done that. So. so, and that song is called The Destination. In the end, it's not the medals you have upon your chest, but if somewhere underneath them, if you still have a heart left, if you can feel the pain of others if you can even feel it all when you can set your reflection is it standing straight and tall a destination is a measure of the steps 
sum of all your weaknesses Subtracted from the sun with all your strengths And in the end, it's not who won the battles or who won the war But if those who were there fighting with, who they were fighting for Were they fighting Questions never asked, and the answers you did not want to believe. They called his death suicide. How could they understand that he died 35 years ago in a hut in Vietnam? At that moment, when the hunter glances at his fallen prey sees a faded image of who he was yesterday. The destination is the measure of a life that has been borrowed but was never given back. And the peace is never as have been heard ones who have been silenced never put away their souls the destination is the measure of the steps where you have fallen to the beating of a 